Hi there. Welcome to The Preventable, the podcast giving you a seat at the table with conversations about the intersection of alcohol, drugs, and mental health in everyday lives. Take a seat and join us. Welcome to The Preventable. With me today are two guests that we've had before, and they're back for another uh, kind of a part two conversation. Uh, We have Annie O'Donohue, our uh, kind of maven of all things Sandsbar St. Louis, and Laura Silverman from, oh my God, I messed it up and I'm going to keep going. Laura, 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 Laura Silverman, founder of Zero Proof Nation and Booze Free in D.C., was I close before I messed it up? You, know, you froze on my end. So I, didn't, I didn't know if it worked, but hi, everyone. <laughs> it's the Midwestern in me. It's that like weird A, Laura, Laura, Laura. Anyway, welcome. Thank you for being here. Uh, so the last time that I spoke with both of you um, was, gosh, probably over a year ago for both of us. And oh. a lot of really amazing things have been happening in both of your worlds. Um, but I want, before we find out sort of what's happening with each of your two businesses, um, I want to just kind of pick back up on this idea of, um, NA, alcohol-free, uh, ZP, whatever you want to call it. Um, a lot of people said it was a trend. Is it a trend? Is it, is it on its way out? They were wrong. (laughs) They were wrong. Okay. (laughs) I wanted to let Annie go first, but I say a resounding heck no. It's right? here to stay. <laughs> well, and Nicole, you've always said it's, oh, wait, what did, what would you say? It's not a trend. It's a movement. Yes. And I feel like the movement has gained momentum, not to like, ma, 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 but I don't, I don't even know if you could call it a movement anymore. It's just kind of a thing that's here. It's main, the movement has gained momentum to the mainstream. That's where it is now. It's mainstreaming, especially with Gen Zers, young millennials, and mindful drinkers. Sometimes in that Venn diagram, they're the same person, mm-hmm. but sometimes they're separate people. And um, we're, we're seeing so much. I mean, the space is becoming very, very saturated in a, in a good way, but also a competitive way. And that's a good thing because it pushes people to innovate more, but it's also a little, it can feel a little less community oriented at times and it can feel just more competitive as any industry that starts to gain some footing in the mainstream will. And ultimately it's a good thing because like I said, it, it pushes people to innovate. It pushes people to, um, to really create innovative offerings, but it, it feels different than the last time I was on the show with you. Yeah, Very. I, would, I would agree. And the availability of the products has just mm-hmm. really exploded, at least here in St. Louis. And I, I think it's, it's really kind of across the, the country. Are you seeing that, both of you? Well, Annie, you want to go ahead? Sure. So Laura and I are both, there's, you know, some Facebook groups out there. And of course, there's Instagram. And I know On one of the Facebook groups that we're in, people have been posting that they're seeing products at Marshall's, at Home Goods, at Walmart. Someone posted a, I know, Max and Nisa, but like someone posted a whole display at Walmart. I mean, you can get groovy at Target now, Mm -hmm. Total Wine, like every time you go in there, at least in St. Louis, it's just expanding and expanding. Yeah, Annie, I feel like when this first started, at least with us anyway, you would be out and about and you would take a picture when you found something. Yes. Like, and it was just like, it was like jackpot. I found, you know, fill in the blank product. Whereas I now I, same yeah, yeah. Yeah. Whereas now I feel like it's almost, it's bizarre if you don't see it. 
It is. Yeah, right? That is the thought. It's like, hmm, that's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Or like mm-hmm. once in a while I'll go into a place and it's kind of like downsized and I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Um, but I know availability has, you know, the whole supply chain, yada, yada has affected it. But have you seen that in D.C., Laura? Well, yeah, I was, I mean, so, so the two of you are in, in St. Louis. Um, and what I was, what I would say is that definitely in the larger metro areas, um, New York City is kind of the mecca in the states of alcohol-free. LA and San Francisco, parts of California are really kind of um, coming up. Chicago is huge. Chicago is really, really big. And DC, I will say, which I helped not, I do not take full responsibility for anything, but I helped put DC on the map uh, with some other really fantastic people like Derek Brown and like brands like Mocktail Club and Element Shrub. Um, and some others, but yeah, definitely the big metro areas. But what's interesting is seeing some of the smaller cities and smaller towns across the country that are popping up with more alcohol-free options, whether it's bottle shops, bars, or just um, places that have non-alc options. And then having been to the UK, which I can talk about in a little bit more, but um, that's kind of where this whole thing started. That's where dry January started. That's where um, the alcohol-free movement really did start in the UK. Um, we may be outpacing them now because Americans like to do everything, don't they? <laughs> but, um, they are still they are still pillars to look t- to look toward because their menus um, their menus are really interesting. So I was just there t- as a judge for the World Alcohol Free Awards in March and early March, was, which was a phenomenal experience. And the only um, American there. By the way, the The only only American American, judge. I was the only American judge. It was amazing. But uh, one of the things that I found really fascinating is that their menus, um, they never never really say mocktails on them. They say things like either um, non-alcoholic, alcohol-free, or they might just have a regular menu, which is what I love. You have to to look for these things, but they have a regular menu and then they just have the, the ABV content next to each drink. So you know that it's just on the regular drink menu, but you've got 0.0 ABV or 0.5% ABV, and they call it not 0.5, not 0.5 because it's N-O-G-H-T in a very sort of British way, but not not N-O-T, N-O-G-H-T, like 0.5. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm like that doesn't make any sense. I thought you were just saying not like no, N-O-T. but but not just the UK. I mean, all across Europe, Australia is huge. So one of the things that I've been doing the past few years, and especially in recent times, is recent times. What is this? So like, <laughs> like before it was the dinosaurs, and now it's modern times. No, but I've been I've been tracking the rise of alcohol-free establishments, whether they are e-commerce brick and mortar pop-ups um, all across the world. And there are there are some really interesting countries that have alcohol-free options that you might not expect, like Ghana. Ghana has an alcohol-free bar called Eden Bar. Um, huh. South Africa has some uh, non-alc bottle shops. There's a lot going on in the Middle East and parts of Asia. And Canada is really kind of coming up as, as a purveyor of, of alcohol-free bottle shops. So um, it's been a really exciting thing to see it turn worldwide. And and when I say zero proof nation, I feel like the nation part really kind of applies to any nation, any, it's like 
zero proof world without saying yeah maybe next time we talk you'll uh have expanded to like zero proof international or something you you need to trademark uh, that (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) i think the nation really does sort of yeah any any nation because you can you see it all over the world it's it's fascinating so the way i see zero proof nation is like zero proof is the nation and all these places are coming to like i don't see it as like the nation of you know our country i see it as like the mindset and like that anything zero proof goes into zero proof nation no matter where it's at that's it's sort of a punny thing or a play on words where it's that and it's also i i I never wanted to say zero proof usa because i wanted the nation to be applicable to kind of anywhere in the world Mm -hmm. that's doing this so that's sort of so I'm so curious because both of you, since we've been talking, you've thrown out a lot of terms and I've been trying to jot some of them down. So you've talked about non-alc, you've talked about alcohol-free, zero proof, not zero or <laughs> 0.5. So yeah. um, the terminology, you know, I think what happens anytime a movement expands is that then people kind of stake their claim in mm-hmm. a certain part, right? Mm-hmm. And I know very early on, uh, there was this push against mocktails, right? Don't call it a mocktail because that sort of belittles the movement. We're not doing just Shirley Temples here. Whereas now I've seen more people sort of coming back to the mm-hmm. mocktail because it's sort of fun and flirty and whatever. Yeah. So um, I, I get, as someone who is uh, who does drink alcohol with alcohol in it and have come to appreciate the non-alc space, mm-hmm. Help me make sure that I'm not saying the wrong thing. So why would I use a certain term? When would I use a certain term? And are there some terms that are just like falling out of favor now? Can I? I Sorry, you go first. No, you go ahead, Annie. Yeah. I have a knee-jerk reaction to the word mocktail. I don't ever like judge a person for the most part when they use it. (laughs) Um, I love that honesty for the most part (laughs) because I always use it as a like a conversation starter like to me a mocktail is a Shirley Temple and this is why we call them zero proof alcohol free I don't like spirit free or like not spirited because I'm pretty spirited you are So like I see it as like an insult um but anyone who's using any term, as long as they're using it correctly, which we can get into. Yeah, I want to talk more about that. Yes, they're making an effort. So like my dad calls them alcohol-free cocktails, but I, I said something to him one day about how like someone just kept calling it a mocktail. And he was like, well, what's wrong with that? And so it's just, it's, I think mocktail is an old term. To me, it suggest like I said kitty cocktails or Shirley temples and it's not elevated you don't pay a lot for a mocktail and it's pretty basic whereas you have a zero proof cocktail an alcohol free cocktail and a lot of thought goes into that it's layered with the flavors it's it's adult it's fancy it's in a pretty glass so that's that's my take on mocktail and my knee-jerk reaction I share some similar opinions to Annie, but I have I have some different ones as well. So, so alcohol free. There are meanings to all of these words, by the way. Um, some of them have legal definitions. Some of them don't. Non-alcoholic is the only term so far that's been legally defined by the U.S. Uh, Food and Drug Administration. The FDA defines non-alcoholic as having 
it can have up to 0.5% alcohol by volume or less. So non-alc, non-alcoholic is defined by the FDA. Other terms are floating about that don't necessarily have legal definitions. Although if something is marketing itself as zero proof in its brand name, it should, in theory, have 0.0 ABV. However, there's a big caveat to that because it is one of these umbrella terms that is sort of understood as being non-alc or alcohol-free, or it's just sort of like a movement term that can include so many different things up to 0.5% ABV. It does not mean that everything that one would call zero proof is necessarily 0.0, but it's sort of this umbrella term when you're talking about the movement. Um, Alcohol-free is defined in the UK as 0.0. Okay, so that's... Um, that is Say that the, again, alcohol-free. Alcohol-free. Mm-hmm. And then um, I like, sometimes I like spirit-free because I like to flip it on its head. I'll, I call myself a spirit-free spirit. Um, I like is, a free spirit. So there are free spirits. Then there's, here, here's my view on mocktail. Um, I don't like the term period. And I see it coming back. And, and I think it has some applicability for a couple of different types of drinks. The drinks that do not contain any kind of um, non-alcoholic spirit uh, analog replacement. So like a whiskey, a gin, a, a, um, a mezcal, a tequila, whatever, like anything that is a non-alcoholic replacement for those types of spirits. If that's in a cocktail, I would call that, I would call that a zero brew cocktail, a spirit-free cocktail and a non-alcoholic cocktail or non-alc for short. Um, but for the drinks that are like the Shirley Temples, but also some sort of like fruit-based uh, drinks or, um, something that that might have once upon a time just been at the kitty table but has been elevated mm-hmm. into 2023 mm-hmm. they're actually good drinks but they have no sort of alcohol replacement in there those can be called mocktails um and it's still an entry point into the movement yeah. for a lot of people it's still what what kind of gets me is when people use the term mocktail to describe any drink that's in the non-alc space it's, you know, if you have a glass of non-alc wine or beer, that's not a mocktail. That's not a mocktail. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. So, I and I think, <laughs> I think that what I'm hearing you all, you both say is that there are terms and there are terms that are nice kind of entry. There are terms that people can easily understand. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, but then also okay. we need to be clear about the terms so that, uh, we are making sure that we're being uh, explicit as to what is in or not in the drinks. So, for example, you know, at Sands Bar St. Louis, Annie goes above and beyond to make sure that um, any sort of ABV is listed on the menu, right? So that if somebody is ordering a um, well-being beer or a athletic beer, mm-hmm. that they know if it has any percent mm-hmm. of alcohol in it. Or if something is quite literally zero proof, 0.0. Why is that so important to be crystal clear as to what you're getting on a menu? Why is that so clear? Annie, can you dive in on that one? Yes. So to be clear, anytime, like you said, Nicole, we have a well-being athletic, whatever, that's not 0.0, which just to mention zero proof to me, kind of like Laura, 
it still means less than 5%, but, or 0.5%. So be less than 5%. <laughs> yes. But, but for some people, right? Yes. Like it's a, it's a zero, right? Yeah. So like anytime I have NA beer in a menu and I've got the, let's say NA legally, you know, less than 0.5%, I always have a 0.0 beer for people who don't want any trace amounts. There are people out there who, don't want kombucha because there's trace amounts of alcohol. And then I even go further and I always have liquid death on the menu for people who want that look of like a beer or a cool Mm -hmm. can, but they don't want any beer. So they have something fun and it's just water. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think it's important um, if people are on medications um, like antabuse, if they do have trace amounts of alcohol, they will have some effects. They won't get violently ill. So I think there's like the, biochemical side of that. And then, you know, there's a whole sobriety spectrum. So there's people like yourself who are just mindful and into the alcohol-free zero-proof NA movement. And so trace amounts, I don't want to speak for you, trace amounts probably aren't something that you're even going to think about. No. Whereas there's someone who maybe they have fatty liver disease and they can't, or maybe someone is new to recovery and it just the thought alone of having an NA cocktail or an NA beer is like big enough for them to like, Whoa. So I'm just going to have, I can't have any trace amounts or we've seen people who are in recovery housing, stay away from any trace amounts. Um, I know for myself, the first time I had a well-being back in 2018, when I first moved back, um, you know, NA beer wasn't really around. And to me, I was like checking the bottle over and over because I was like, there, there has to be alcohol in this. Like I'm freaking out. I was five months off alcohol. And I do think that it can be a little mind boggling and just, it can kind of. There's a word up. for that, but we probably shouldn't <laughs> yeah. say that here. I'm it could be a, it, it could be a real mind, you know what? Mind okay. Um, yeah. Uh-huh, right. Yeah. Whereas like. <laughs> You know, I had the groovy dry secco a long time ago for the first time, and that is completely alcohol free, but it tastes so much like it does to me that that again was a little bit of a mind bender, let's say. Uh, And I always explain that to people like it's completely alcohol free. It did freak me out at first. And I always say, you know, champagne and Prosecco, they go immediately to your head. And so when you don't have that with groovy, it's like, oh, okay, okay, I'm okay. So I think there's so many reasons why someone would be sensitive in more ways than one to trace amounts. And clear as kind. Like clear as kind, right? Just be clear. We didn't talk about, and that is religious observation. Totally, totally. Muslim population that is looking for the 0.0% ABV halal certified beverages. And and they are deserve those 0.0% ABV beverages. So, I mean, yeah, Annie mentioned there's a sobriety spectrum, which can include people who are mindful drinkers, who are um, alcohol-free due to religious observance or medical abstinence, or people who are just sober but don't consider themselves in recovery to the people who are in new, newly in recovery or long-term recovery. And, and maybe those uh, non-alcoholic beverages just don't work for them. I'll say for myself that when I first got into tasting beer and wine that was non-alcoholic and then, you know, the spirits, I had a lot of education to do. And I will say, um, <laughs> sort of out myself here that I put a, I, I dumped a lot down the drain in the beginning because I wasn't aware of what the alcohol content meant. I didn't know that 
pieces of bread, ripe bananas, yogurt, kimchi, all the fermented foods can have trace amounts of alcohol, sometimes more than 0.5%. Or, um, sometimes just as much as like what is in a non-alcoholic beer. And some, some non-alcoholic beers have 0.0. I think Saria um, is completely 0.0. And there's some other brands out there too. But um, I, I had to educate myself because I thought, gosh, it has alcohol content. I'm going to get drunk. And, and mm -hmm. I, and I say that almost in jest, but I was really nervous and I was only, only, I mean, I was 11 years sober at the time. I'm coming up on 16 in July. I was really nervous because somehow I thought I was going to get triggered to drink alcohol, but turns out I drink non-alcoholic beverages the way that I romanticize drinking alcohol. I didn't drink booze. Yes. I wanted to. I wanted to have a glass of wine with dinner. I wanted to have a margarita on the patio with friends. I wanted to have, you know, a cold can of beer. I could not do that, but I can do that now with these types of beverages. I've never thought. That. I know. I've never and heard that said. I've you never heard that up. articulated. I drank for so long to drink how I drink any drinks now. Yeah. And even sometimes I drink those a little fast. Um, I do too. Yeah. <laughs> but that is totally why like NA drinks have been so pivotal in my life is because they do serve that purpose of being social and having one. Yeah. You know, or a few. Yeah. I mean, consequences. I have had a full bottle of NA wine before in one sitting. And the thing is, um, I didn't plan it that way, but that's okay. Uh, the thing that I was more worried about was sugar content rather than anything right. else. Uh, because I knew I wasn't going to get a headache from al alcohol, and I certainly wasn't going to, um, you know, mess up my sobriety by drinking non-alk wine. But it was more like, ooh, is this too much sugar? But sometimes the products are so damn good. And I, I know. have two glasses with dinner, and I'm sorry, but my wine glass is pretty big. <laughs> and, with these, and with these products, you can. That is yeah, the, I mean, provided, you, you know, your sugars are okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. and there are low sugar products as well, if you're interested. So, uh, I know that, uh, you mentioned that you were over in Europe, which is really cool. And you also did some, a presentation or some teaching recently. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So I did my first collegiate guest lecture to Michigan, whoa, State whoa. Michigan State University's School of Hospitality Business. And these were all hospitality majors that they have this lab. Essentially, it's like half lecture, half lab where they are doing sensory assessments, which in other words is a taste test. And I, I walked them through how to sort of tell quality. Um, I gave them the gold, silver, and bronze standards that I had learned in the World Alcohol Free Awards. So I kind of walked them through, is this going to be something that you recommend to everyone and their mothers? Is this something that you would, you know, willingly drink at a party? Or is this something um, that's, that's, that's pretty good? Um, is it the best? No, like sort of. So, I mean, there were a lot more criteria in the UK that I had to follow to like judge these beverages, but I wasn't going to bore these students. Wait, I'm sorry. Can I interrupt? Did you feel like you were on Chopped or something? Was it awesome when you were judging? <laughs> so it was, it was absolutely awesome. Um, it didn't have that vibe because it was a closed judging. So there were no brands oh. allowed there. It, we didn't want any. Did you have to drink and then spit? Did you have to <laughs> no, do that there's thing? No, there's no alcohol, but you do have to kind of like um, switch Smush up with water every now and then. <laughs> we had crackers on the second day because I asked. I had been told that crackers sort of help um, neutralize your palate a little bit. 
Um, and cause your palate gets so exhausted from tasting so many different things. And I really wanted to be in the beer category, but they had, they had some like fancy beer judges, um, who had done this before. So I tasted a lot of wine. Um, I tasted some aperitifs, um, some RTDs and, um, a couple of, I don't like aperitif. I tried, I can't do the NA ones and I can't, I I I just got some new stuff. I just got some from Wilderton. Nice. The, oh, that's the blue bottle. amazing, Amazing product. Amazing product. And I just got, um, the optimist Cali Amaro in the mail. Um, and I'm going to try that, but, but yes, yeah, so I, I, I taught these kids. I mean, I put together a, like a pretty stellar lecture if I don't say so. Obviously. Myself. Obviously. Uh, was, she showed me a picture. It was like color coded to their school. Yeah, I, oh, I their that's branding. cool. I matched their branding. I don't know if any of them noticed, but, um, I was like, hey, <laughs> but you I'll, did, I'll you did a little message that this is for them. And the idea is uh, the idea is to model that um, and use that same presentation, but alter it slightly for other collegiate programs, whether they are at universities or community colleges like trade, uh, technical schools. Um, I am not the only person that's doing that. I want to give a huge shout out to Derek Brown. He's the author of Mindful Mixology, and he does a lot of um, maybe not collegiate education, but he does education for bar and restaurant programs who are trying to um, incorporate more mindful mixology behind the bar um and and so there are a lot of there are a lot of people doing great things all around the world but yeah i felt kind of uh i don't know it was, it was kind of a moment like you yeah know, kind of, that's kind of a college student before but i'd never taught um and it turned out to it turned out to be a really good really good experience well that's great your, your zero proof portfolio just like keeps expanding like <laughs> brand purveyor judge how many drinks did you judge by the way um i i know that i tasted two days i tasted 200 beverages in two days and the first so the first half of the day we had to decide is this good enough to go into the afternoon which is when we decide what type of metal it gets if that is it is it good but not metal worthy so it gets a pat on the back and a, a commendation like commended or is it bad and it gets chucked? And there were a few that got chucked. And I still have a lot of respect for the people that submitted those products because they, yeah. they but but it was a blind tasting. And here's the here's the thing. I mean, that's the only way that it's fair. But the way that I taste, I taste with my whole self, which is um, you know, I love the the brand story, the people who created it, the sustainability impact, the obviously the ingredients too, but like the packaging, the um, the the people behind it and and the why why did they create a, this type of beverage? So it's not just about taste to me um, when I'm when I'm consuming something, and and that's why it was such a weird experience to judge solely on taste. Did your favorite win? I don't even know what I, so I don't know what I tasted still. It was entirely blind. Oh, um, oh no. Yeah, so, so I know that, I know that um, some products that I really love and enjoy won awards, uh, whether they were gold, silver, or bronze, but I don't know if I tasted them because they might've been for a different set of judges. There were something like 15 or 18 of us that were broken down into teams we had individual scores and team scores. So when our individual scores were kind of butting heads with each other, like, oh, I think this is a gold. And someone's like, this is either a bronze or I'd like to chuck it out. Yeah. Um, that's when we had to do a team score. 
So I don't even know what I, I know that, that, um, all the bitter new Orleans, which is one of my favorite products. Um, the, the alcohol free bitters line, they won a gold, but I didn't even taste that wasn't in my category. So I have zero idea what, and what I ended up tasting. I don't know. How interesting. Oh, wow. It was hard work actually. I'm not sure. Amounts of notes. I mean, if you're, if you're getting rid of something, you have to, you have to justify it. And if you're just commending something again, like, why isn't it good enough to get a medal? And then when you get to the medals, like you have to say, why is this a bronze? Why is this a silver? Why is this a gold? Have to talk about some flavor notes, some colors. You know, it's not just the flavor, but it's the color. It's the um, the mouthfeel, sort of the, the mouth all of it. Yeah. And, and sort of the, you know, all of all of the things that that come into how how we taste. So it was actually quite a lot of work, but informed how I taste things. And Annie, I don't know if you are um, yet, but there's an alcohol-free um, certification program out there. What? You can get certified as a non-alc beer taster. Um, wines and spirits are coming soon, as well as cannabis-based beverages, which is another sort of maybe another podcast topic. Um, but there are a whole suite of um, there's a whole suite of certifications. So I'm certified as a beer taster. And I walked the kids, the kids, I mean, they are like, <laughs> they are like 20 years younger than me, maybe 19 because they, they have to be 21. But um, yeah, I walked them through like how to taste, how to really taste a non-alcoholic beer. And they can apply that same thing to, to the, you know, the one with booze if they want. Oh That'd my gosh. Amazing. Okay. You have to tell Annie how to get that. Yes. I think yes, that would absolutely. be so cool. Yeah. So years ago. Yes. So Years Annie, ago, I went to beer college, which is like a no. thing. Well, are, you a, tell, like, are you a Cicerone then? No, Were no. You? This was like the foundation of beer, the history of beer, how everything is either a lager or an ale and then kind of goes from there. Um, so I feel like I've got a good foundation. But cool. yeah, I want to know how to do this. I oh, I'll, I'll let you know for sure. Time. I was like, beer college? That just sounds like college. <laughs> I know, right? I'm like, hi, that was my university experience. That's just college, lady. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so Annie, uh, since we last spoke, you've been doing a hell of a lot of catering. Yes. Uh, yeah, that that's kind of gotten Sandsbar STL in like a different... Like it's, it's opened up the world of NA drinks to a different audience. Can you talk a little bit about sort of how you've gotten into that? Yeah. So we've done fundraising events. We've done, um, I'm doing uh, a school in the city, their auction on the 19th. They're going to have alcohol there, but they were like, we need to have uh, zero proof drinks. And I was like, okay, props to you for even using that terminology. Um, because there's like so many people that don't drink, we're going to be, as long as everything goes through, I think in Feast Magazine for their bridal NA options. Um, I sat at a hole at a golf tournament on Thursday and passed out Sanskria and NA beer. Um, I mean, we've been asked to do a Cinco de Mayo party. Uh, I mean, really any sort of event, holiday parties, corporate parties, I did a huge um, healthcare merger event at the factory, and I, I can't even remember how many people were there. I just remember making <laughs> like a lot. gobs and gobs of syrup. Like it was like never ending, and like oh that God. was really cool. 
It was completely alcohol free. Because there were two healthcare institutions that, and it doesn't, it, it's not on brand for them to right. be offering a bunch of like alcohol and having people You'd be get, surprised like, at how many conferences, oh, mental health and healthcare that I've been to that have open bars. Oh, so, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. By the way, Annie, would, you, would you really call it more like mobile mixology or is it? <gasps> yes. Ooh. Okay. Can we, can like we that steal better. that, Laura? Can we steal, I didn't make Laura, it up. Can we steal it? Mobile oh, mixology. You're giving, you're giving, um, yeah, absolutely. I didn't make it up, but mobile, I've been hearing mobile mixology more for catering and, and, and pop-up type mixology. So, yeah. So we really, that. I'm just going to put it into the universe. We really want a food truck. Yes. Oh, how do we, how do we get we really want a food truck and we I look at Facebook like every day and I'm scouring like what's an old food truck we can get and like make it our own because in St. Louis anyway there's so many and I I know there are in general right there's like this pop-up thing in the park or this food truck extravaganza and there's tons of alcoholic options so mm-hmm. it'd be really nice you know to have this too, to have mobile yeah. mixology. I love that. Which, and plus it would make prep way easier for Annie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can only imagine driving a food truck and me just rolling up, but um, our next goal is to be at pride, to be at Tower Grove park pride. So that's amazing. It's maybe happening. Um, TBD, I, need to visit, that's, I need to visit St. Louis. I've you plus, do. I'd also, plus I'd also get to like see Jeff from well-being and yes. love and Josh from um, Joshua Loyal and yep. just like all the people. Obviously. Well, and we do have uh, culinary schools here. So like Forest Park Community College has a very big uh, culinary program. So maybe you could like coordinate a presentation yes. with a visit. I haven't done like a, an IRL lecture. That's a different sort of thing. Uh, but that's the next frontier, right? Well, I hey, feel like if you we could, could do a virtual. You could do uh, it in real life. No kidding. No kidding. Um, I I just want to also ask, like, what are you all drinking right now? Like, what's what you really excited about? What? Oh, I was like, literally, right now, I'm drinking oh. all pop <laughs> It's like the Dr Pepper of Olipop. Are you familiar with Olipop? It's I've one never of my had favorite, it. I have some. One of my favorite functional sodas. It's got a lot of plant fibers. It's what is a functional thought. soda? Functional soda. So it's um, it's got prebiotics, plant fiber, and botanicals to support your microbiome and digestive health. It tastes just like Dr. Pepper, but it's only got 45 calories, and it's got good microbiome plant fiber to help with digestion. So um, that'd be a little bit better than like my Diet Mountain Dew I rock every afternoon correct. at three o'clock. Correct. <laughs> Is there caffeine in there? Because that's what I um, care about. No, but I had ah! but I had coffee today. Okay. I love coffee. I am a forever coffee drinker, and I only prefer. I mean, I only drink, but like I'll drink any coffee that's placed in front of me. But but dark roast. I'm a dark roast gal. God, has less caffeine in it than light roast. I know it's so weird. I heard that like light roast is actually the the most caffeinated. But I mean, in terms of what I'm loving right now, I have yeah. so many different things that I'm loving. But I, okay, I recently tried the Gia reformulation. So Ooh, I haven't had uh, it yet. 
Ikea just reformulated. And I'll be honest, I get sent a lot of product, not going to lie. But I also infuse the ecosystem with some of my money. Yes. And yes. that was one of the things that I purchased myself. I mean, the bottle is stunning, but like I could taste the difference in the. Could in, you? Yep. Yep. It's it's um less bitter, but it's still bitter. I mean, I love bitter, but it's less bitter. It's a little sweeter. Good. There are a couple of Good. more like um fruit notes that rise to the surface. Just kind of using some of my like judge. You're so fancy. She's a judge. Oh, She's a judge. You're so fancy. Really, you should really be on good. like the Great Baking Show or something. You're very <laughs> fancy. Let's do it. We, we want to do a TV show. It'll be like the Great British Bake Off, but it'll be like the Great AF. Yeah, Who can we pitch something. this to? We need to pitch this to like Food Network or something. Uh, seriously, I know we might have to get like a pilot somehow under our belt, right? Pitch the heck out of it. Um, that, I mean, I'm loving so many different things, but that's kind of the my latest obsession is like I'm I've fallen in love again with the with the Dia aperitif. Do you drink it just straight, like, or no, you put I mix it, it in with something? Tonic. I mix tonic. it with tonic. Okay. But the thing is, like, they have so many recipes on their website, but I don't use them. I just. <laughs> I don't, you just, I don't do recipes. Ah, I try. Lauren, Lauren loves the Gia. I remember that. that. Yeah, Lauren, who's our graphic designer, I know she. Re- I want. Has she had the reformulated? Not yet. So Before. I actually just found a bottle that's ex- that was a little expired, and she had it, and she was like, "Oh, it's still really good." Okay, so I reached out to Gia and okay. said, "Hey, you want to?" Maybe they're listening this? to this podcast. Right? You never know. I'll tag them. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm hoping I pitched, I want to, I want to bring back Tasting Tuesdays and I want to try Gia because I was worried about them. They were affected by the Silicon Valley bank fiasco. For real. And Mm. I only know because Lauren said, did you see that email from Gia? And I was like, no. And so, yeah, they were affected and were saying, you know, please support us, buy some bottles. And then they announced the formulation. So, or the reformulation. So I am very curious to see. Annie, what are you digging right now? You were telling me about lights. Lights. Oh, I'm I'm still obsessed with lights. Okay, all right. I need to try that. uh, That needs to be a tasting Tuesday, I think. Did I bring a bottle in for? No, I have it here. I might have refrigerated it it for us. Um, I love your Einzwei Zero. They have a new can. I don't like the look of it, Um, but I do love their product. I love their rosé. Their zero point five Pinot Noir is good. I think it. I want more body from it. Um, I still have some of the well-being Madagascar vanilla that oh, I Oh, like. yeah. You like that a lot. Oh, I love it. I'm avoiding drinking it. Oh, uh, well, when I come to D.C., if and when I come to D.C., I will bring you one. I'm, like, avoiding drinking it because it's so good. I recently I found one of their pumpkins. Awesome. Uh, I, I recently found one of the pumpkins in my fridge. I was like, yes, I can Did drink this now. It's like some of my, some no. of my, um, how full is your refrigerator that you just found a can <laughs> and you were like, Oh, well, technically it was on my parents. So I've got a stash. Of okay. My parents I was like, too. do we need to have an, a refrigerator intervention? I would like a beverage refrigerator, by the way. I don't have one, but I would love one. And let me also just say, you have a bar my, cart. Huh? Sorry. You have, a, you have, you have a bar cart. cart. One, I have, girl. Okay, we need to get you like a, ooh, oh my gosh. And let me just also say that I also have secret and not so secret compartments for things in my, I have a, it's basically a storage unit, but um, there's a Chicago, (laughs) my apartment is a storage unit. Um, There's a, there's a Chicago based, Naperville, Illinois, really, but a Chicago land based um, brewery that I've become obsessed with. They're called Go Brewing. 
and um, I they have like an uh, espresso nitro street cred, like a, an espresso beer, and which I love. But my favorite right now is their grapefruit IPA, and it tastes like a Spindrift beer so baby. Really. It's yeah, like a now, grapefruit beer baby. Now you're huh. speaking my love language. Yep. Okay. Yep. Go brewing loved, in Chicago. Okay. When it was Got still it. cold, I love. I have a I promo loved... code for you, Nicole, by the way. What is it? Share it. Shoot. I don't even get any. It's not like an affiliate code. I just. Oh. Have, oh. But it's zero proof 15, I think. Zero proof 15. Okay. okay. Go brewery. Go brewing. So speaking, yeah. I like Bravis. I was going to go off on a tangent about Illinois. Bravis or Bravis. I like their peanut butter stout. Okay. But you know what's my new favorite lately is Athletic Light. I. Okay. Didn't love it at first because I'm like, meh. it's like 25 calories. And when I go out, I tend to just keep ordering NA beer after NA beer. Yeah. And you wake up the next day and you're like, you're how did I used to? Yeah. yeah. Or like that night, you're like, I can't do anymore. I've had three. And then you're like, looking back to what life used to be <laughs> like. You're like, how how did that even happen? So I, I'm really appreciating Athletic Light. I've got some Sanskria at home that I'm still sipping on, um, which nice. is my fave. Um, and that's your own creation? Yes, that is I my own creation. Prickly pear. I know. I need. Prickly pear. I don't know if you can send car. You can't send carbonated but stuff. But she's been like bottling in these like oh, really cute one. little bottles and has these really cute stickers. So that's oh something God, else. Where carbonation, you yeah. can totally. That's what people do it with like. Oh duh! And like. Sort of <laughs> that's how you order online. Yeah. Okay, then I'm gonna send you some. I'm gonna yeah. send you some, and you can be our guinea pig of whether. You still owe me a postcard from two years ago, lady. <laughs> I think it, it's like three years ago. I sent you I'm, one. Don't even. I think. You've graduated to card level, I think. I think okay. it's beyond postcards. Well, my 40th so is coming up. My 40th is coming up. So Remind me of the day. The May. 18th, May 18th. I'm sending yes. it out to the universe that, like, all of my brand friends cater my party. Yeah, we really need, like, a, a like a fridge. Some yes. some brand, like Athletic or somebody yeah, that has no, good I money. Yeah, they need to send you, like, a really cool product refrigerator. Yeah, That's, you need a cool fridge. beer fridge. Yes, so we're, put, we're manifesting to, it. So you mentioned Illinois, and I was at AO and Co over the weekend. And every time I'm there, I overhear people's conversation talking about NA drinks, and I just so basically myself. you're like a creeper, is what? <laughs> yeah, what? yeah. And what I want to get coffee. AO and Co. Oh, it's called AO and Co. It's I don't know what kind of. So they have a coffee shop, and then they have a bunch of NA drinks, a bunch of alcohol good like cigar it's kind of like a it's like a shop kind of you you can get like you know like a little thing of pasta (laughs) salad or like some meat or some cheese it's like a european grocery market yes yes and it's within walking distance so and they have from her selection of na drinks yeah from my house i ran into these older women we talked for like 30 minutes it like made my day and then on saturday i think it was i ran into this group of people or we were all waiting for our coffee and they were talking about NA drinks. And I'm like, Oh my God, I run Sands Bar Seattle, blah, 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 blah. Oh, you know, it's, you know, whatever. <laughs> yes. for, Talk about, for sure. Um, and they were like, Oh yeah. So, and I heard, so they said we were at an NA bar. I'm like, where in Springfield, Illinois, there Stop is now, what is it called? The Wakery. 
The Wakery? You're gonna, I like that name. Uh, that's what she said. I'm almost sure. I'm pretty sure I heard her right. Um, so she was saying that they had really good um, N.A. Rosé, and I asked her. She didn't remember what kind it was. Uh, it sounds like maybe it's also a coffee shop because she said their tea was really good, which, okay. I mean, they could have also just had tea. Um, but you should ask Elena. That Illinois. That's where Elena's oh, from. Should. And she goes there all the time. You should ask her I've if just she's... Looked it up. I've just looked it up, and it's so cute. It's got an owl in the logo. I'm going mm. to add it to my thing. But whether you're sober, sober curious, trying to drink less, or you finish drinking for the night, come hang out with us. Love. Oh, my gosh. So it is like they an NA it, bar. They say cocktails, not mocktails on their website. And I now know about a new bar. Thank you so much. Hey, thank the gal at AO and Co. I got her name and then I almost, I drove because I was going on errands and I almost hit him on my way to the parking lot. Oh, Lord. Okay. Not good. <laughs> so it's like, and they just started laughing. They're like, oh, okay. Um, Have you heard but, of Brella Cocktail Drops? That's another Chicago brand. Basically, no, it's a, bunch it's a, Chicago it's a cocktail dropper that you can add to whatever, a foolproof, low proof or no proof drink, but you can also just add it to seltzer a squeeze or two in there. And then it's like an instant cocktail. They call it, um, your drinks main squeeze. And they've got a couple oh, of, that's cute. I know. That is so like a Mio type thing. Yeah. Yeah. Keep talking. I'll show you. Hold on. <laughs> like, why would you do that? I mean, I'm a little confused. <laughs> I love no, the but, idea. Like, seriously, but... like, why would I like, so right now I could just have like a cocktail. Like, is yeah, it like a crystal light why. deal? Or- here's, here's why. Because if you're going to a concert. Wait, hold it up a little. <gasps> oh. If you're going if you're- to a concert or a restaurant or any place that doesn't have this. This is especially great for non-elk, but you can use it for anything. If they don't have options, but you can get a liquid death or you could get just a LaCroix or whatever, you can then make it a tiki or you can make it a margarita. And they have other, they have other um, uh, product uh flavors coming soon but i mean it's perfect you can just put it in your purse or like your pack or whatever and if you if there's a place that doesn't have any options now you have an option and that's what that that is i (laughs) think hi jimmy hi jimmy (laughs) that's from chicago that's from chicago yeah that is really like the tie that binds i think this whole movement that has gained momentum and gone mainstream. It's it's all about options, right? Yes. And so yes. options. Um, somebody, I think it was actually one of the founders of maybe Bear Bear Proof or uh, Bear Zero Proof. But yeah, we were the title he, when he was on the podcast. The title of the podcast was "The Future of Hospitality Is Inclusivity." Oh my gosh, because, that was like the name of my lecture. <laughs> right. Because that's what that's what he just was kept that saying. Episode? You sure that wasn't my episode? Maybe. Wait, Maybe. Who was that? I don't know. But anyway, if that was you, Laura, it was genius. Because <laughs> I think that really is the truth, right? It's like how can we create <laughs> options and spaces where everybody can feel like they have a seat at the table? Like, honestly, Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's really what it is. That's all we've ever wanted. <laughs> I know. Will you all promise to come on again, but maybe let's not wait like a whole year because I just feel yes. like there's just tons yes. of stuff happening and um, things seem to really be picking up. So will yes. we come back? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Awesome. Oh, awesome. I'm just trying to look myself up on your podcast to see what my. I know. I know. Now, now I've got to think about it. 
Um, anyway, I, it was genius. Whoever said it, we'll we'll pretend it was you. Me? Okay, well then, it was genius. Um, thank you so much for being here. Really, just appreciate you. Uh, happy early birthday. Thank the 40 you. Club is pretty damn amazing, I have to say. Thank so. you. Well, I'm happy to join you, Nicole. So sorry I'm leaving you behind, Annie. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you again, both of you, so much. Oh, uh, if you have any so updates, fun. feel free to send them our way. Um, if you liked what you heard, if you want more of this conversation uh, and more with Annie and Laura, please consider. <laughs> is fine. It's so Laura. exaggerated from Long please. Island. Now. I know, Laura. I know. Laura, Laura. Laura. Please Laura. consider, please consider rating, <laughs> reviewing, and subscribing to The Preventable. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Nicole. Thanks for joining us at The Preventable, brought to you ad-free by PreventEd. PreventEd works to reduce or prevent the harms of alcohol and other drug use through education, intervention, and advocacy. Please visit their website at prevented.org. Like what you heard? Rate, review, and subscribe to stay up to date with what we are serving on The Preventable.